When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. Yeah! We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Oh, really? Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. One fight. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Welcome back to the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real drama in real time. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. He got it right that time. <laughs> I got it right that time. I got nervous last week. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, he talks about trauma all the time. So <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Um, seems to be doing really well that episode. Um, and a lot of those clips seem to have touched a lot of people. So that's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to post some more tomorrow. Awesome. But... And I'll share. How's it... forgetting to share. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, I've got the drive link if you need to just download it. Um, that's behind baseball. Who cares? How are you? What's going on? Yeah. Um, today's the anniversary of my dad's death. Oh, um. And I've been feeling it coming for a while. Like I've been, I've been in a, like it's, it sucks because like being somebody who's depressed, I'm always kind of depressed. Like that's just kind of the, the status of my being in most cases, but I've just been really low lately. Um, so, but today my mom like sent us like a message, like, about like what his last day looked like and oh boy yeah you know just it was it was kind of it was a sweet remembrance but it was just still kind of like you know she's like i combed his hair for the last time he said i love you for the last time um yeah um and i think right now i'm struggling i'm at like 
I have a lot of like student loan debt and things like that. And I've been like really feeling like overwhelmed by it lately and Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by the world and how horrible it is. And um, I feel like, um, like I'm feeling like a failure, like in a lot of ways. Um, and is this is this kind of being exacerbated by the fact that it's the anniversary yeah and i think like i just kind of like my mom has to get a job at a factory Um, she's 63 years old and i feel horrible that i can't help her um And I, that's really weighing on me because she shouldn't be working in a factory, you know, from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. pushing buttons at her age, you know. I know people work and just, I feel so sad for her. And I know my mom and she's going to be cheery anyways. And I know we've had our issues, but like, I still, like, worry and care about her a lot, and so I just think I'm feeling really overwhelmed not being able to help her more, and, like, it's because I can't get my finances together enough to be able to help her more, and I also, like, feel like I don't know if... I'm feeling like um, a lot of, I don't even know if it's imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know if it's that I don't want to do the work, that I don't like doing the work, or that I'm just not qualified to do the work, but I feel like I just not very good at it. (laughs) Um, And and I don't know if it's just because I don't care, not care, that's not the word, Um, like it. Like, like doing the stuff. Like, I think I've, yeah. Like, I feel like I've been wanting to do this the whole time. And I guess I just don't feel like I have a creative brain anymore. I feel like life is, like, kind of um, really stamped that out of me. Uh, So, I don't know. So, I'm just, like, feeling a lot of job dissatisfaction, even though I've got a great job. And that sucks because it's like I just got here. <laughs> sure. I mean, is this something that you feel like you could talk to your boss about? Just like check in, see how she believes that you're doing. See. I know that you do have a tendency to beat yourself up over small things. But yeah. could either be a sign of something you need to improve on or a sign of something that like you were just too exhausted to do. Um, Do you think a conversation with her is even something that you would want? I don't know. I think I just kind of, I don't know. This is, this is going to sound funny, but like, there's a lot of ways I miss our old job. Hmm. Um, I felt competent. I felt like I could do the work. I felt like I had, like, a lot of freedom. You know, just there's a lot of things I liked about it that 
I miss. Um, and I miss feeling like I could get all my work done and that it didn't overwhelm me. I mean, it overwhelmed me, of course, but it didn't overwhelm me in the way that I feel overwhelmed right now. And when I get overwhelmed like this, I just don't do anything. So then I get behind. Sure. Um, so I'm like, I feel like, because I think the thing is, this job does rely on a lot of brain power that I don't know that I have the capacity to give. You know? What do you think it is about today, especially where this is kind of coming to a head? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I... Um, I think it's just like this, my, I think it's, you know, of course, um, you know, you reflect a lot on your life when, when things like, you know, this is a big anniversary. It's one year without him and it feels like it was yesterday. Um, I think knowing that it's been one year. Yeah. Um, I think I thought I'd be doing better. Uh, mentally um um, can i just say first and foremost your anniversary is no way a marker of your mental health first year anniversary is for grieving and that like i just i hope your grief in this moment and taking honor of your dad isn't tainting everything else around you to kind of have the same gloom because your dad's passing is something that is worthy of its own grief. And it, it is no marker of how you are doing in general, how you've been doing. You've grown quite a bit, especially from the job that we came from. And yeah, of course you felt competent doing that job because it was stupid easy and the things that needed to be done were kind of easy to see um and it was easy to handle but you know management didn't really do that so well so it got frustrating and then you know things things led to the layoffs for good reasons for good reasons that company can't afford to keep on people um but that's just because of incompetence now you're in a completely different arena that's not as safe and you're having the first time of an anniversary for something that does not feel safe either. And I'm sure that's got bigger, wider implications of just how everything has been, how everything is going and feels like it paints everything in a different hue. But I need you to understand, even from the beginning of this podcast and the beginning of everything that we've gone through together, you are doing way better. Hmm. And if you can't see it, I hope you believe me. Yeah. I think that's like thing is like it feels very mechanical in that I'm doing better in the things like I've been able huh. to. In the sense that like I did the things I needed to do, right? Like I did, I needed to do this and I needed to do that. And I had to do this and I had to get a job and I had to, you know, deal with the layoff. Like I had to, there was no, 
there's no way about going through it, but, like, the mechanical doesn't stop, like, my obsession with death lately. The mechanical doesn't stop my lack of feeling creative and empower, like, and capable. Um, so well, when your job becomes making creative things, it gets really difficult to make creative things because it doesn't lose, it doesn't have as much like fun or like edge as it used to because now it's, it's got very strict parameters and it has to be for a very specific purpose and you has to yield a certain amount of results. And that's, that is a hard thing to switch from. I will admit, but what are you doing aside from the shows and things like that to kind of give your mind a break and a creative mental break? See, I don't know. I'm just depressed. Like, I think there's not, I really don't do anything. Like I don't know what I did with my day today. I did some work. I doom scrolled because of course. Sure. But like, I couldn't even like, I didn't even have the like, capacity to pick up my switch and play or anything like that these then these are the days that are hard when i don't know what to do hold on <laughs> these <laughs> these days this is these no this, i'm just saying i know i know i know i know but i'm also saying like give yourself a little grace this is the one year anniversary of course you didn't feel like doing shit of course you don't remember what you did it, your mind is 50 ways elsewhere you know, you're going to be thinking about other things. You're going to be thinking about your mom. You're going to be thinking about your family. The fact that you don't remember what you did today is so normal. I hope you realize that. <sighs> the screaming child in the background, that's a new thing. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know where that <laughs> child came from. I, I really feel like this depression stuff is getting the best of me. I don't... I'm not winning, definitely. Um, I'm, um, you know, I have my things. I go out. um, But other than that, like, I spend, I'd say, 95% of my time in, like, one room. You know, um, sometimes I don't even, like, half the day I... I'll work, but sometimes I don't work. Like, I just, I'm having a hard time, I'm having a hard time concentrating. I guess I'm just frustrated that, like, I'm not getting out of this. And I'm good at pretending like I am. Of course. And, you know, like, and now it's real bad again. So it feels like any progress I made is feels like undone. So I just I don't know what to do. I think that I'm like I really I think like I thought the job would be helpful and for and it's if not it's if anything it's feel like it's making me feel worse. Um, I have a hard time, like, going... I don't like going into work. I don't like it at all. I thought it would be good for me. But now, because I'm obsessed with death, and because I watch TikTok, and because I'm on Instagram, like, I know bad things happen to people when they leave the house. And so, 
You've got some anxiety there. It's horrible. I, I go like I have intense intrusive thoughts, like things that people don't think about. Like you're not like I think about all the time. Like even as I'm talking, mm -hmm. I'm imagining horrible things happening to me, like just violent, disgusting things. You know, um, and so here's the thing I will say. I am not a trained psychologist. I'm not a trained psychiatrist. But these sound like really big markers for things to talk to someone who is professional and who has better advice than than I do. And it, I'm not saying stop talking about this. I'm not saying that at all. I say keep talking about this as much as you can. Um, I'm just I'm getting worried at the moment because this is not in any way like my area of expertise um but it does sound like this is getting pretty serious dude yeah um i'm not even not admitting that like um and i do like i need help i and i think okay. like, i gave you feel like i will start to search for a therapist like because it's like i have this like like this golden i don't know what the fuck is happening outside um okay. like this golden trifecta of what i want in a therapist and i don't know how like i i just i'll stop searching for a while or start like i want them to be a woman of color uh, and i want them to be a woman i want and i preferably if they could be queer it would be great or queer friendly and i would Let's love do this them right now. <laughs> but Let's i love them to take, right to take my insurance like, i don't know like okay you probably have something on your like anthem blue cross like network where it can show you like who's in network and who's not right yeah and that's what i'm saying i have not found at like through my insurance i haven't been able to find anybody so what do you do so then it's like okay well then i just pay cash because that's what nico does nico pays cash but sure. like that's what I used to. I can't get myself together financially enough to, to 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 make sure I have that money set aside all the time. You know what I mean? Like I make a good amount of money. I mean, not good for San Francisco, but I make good enough money. But one of the things I do is like I I couldn't tell you where my money goes. I got a financial counselor. I got all these things, and I'm still not doing so great. I've got plans. Okay. Well, what is something, I guess, like, right now, what could you afford on a weekly basis? I should <laughs> be able to to afford, like, $100 to $200, at least every other week, I think. That's and good. I think that's not too bad. Um, yeah. No, I think that's doable. I just sent you a link. Uh, this, this is a place that... Um, you may have even heard of it, but Stella Nova um, for women of color, caring for mental health is not a luxury. Um, there's schedule online. It looks like, did you see the, the link? Yeah, no, I'm just, this is crazy. Hmm. I never heard of this. And for the listener, all I did was I typed in um, therapy for women of color in San Francisco, blue Anthem blue cross is what I did. It looks like they even have like a, a little assistant thing if you wanted to talk to them. Do you want to you can schedule a new client consultation? Ask frequently asked questions. Okay. Need a message. Super, 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 super. Huh. 
Okay. Okay, so I've just asked the uh, the assistant just for frequently asked questions. I asked about insurance, and it says Stella Nova is a not in network with any insurance providers at this time. However, many of our clients use out of network benefits to help make therapy more affordable, which is something that you can totally do. You know, you can because usually you have a maximum for your out of network type stuff, and especially right. if it's this kind of a special specialty therapy, like it seems pretty damn good um if your plan includes out-of-network benefits your therapist can provide you with a super bill wow a super bill that you can submit to your insurance company for reimbursement or of a portion of your costs well i'll do that then do you want me to leave them a message for you well i'm just thinking i'm just gonna schedule an appointment yeah you could do a you could do a twenty minute consultation. Do it. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I think um, that's an excellent, and that's a huge step, especially on today. Like this is great. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just it's like why haven't I done that myself? That was so easy. Like I feel like well because it felt more important. It felt more impending and doom worthy than anything and sometimes it just takes someone being here with you just to help you do it and this might this also might not be the end-all be-all place you might have to keep searching but i'm here to help you search for that and this is just a step this is just one of the many things that like you brought up in the beginning of this i mean i really do think talking to someone professionally is going to be a lot more helpful than any of my advice yeah. As as much as I am, you know, a raw raw positivity person, you know, I, and as much as everybody is like, oh my god, you're a therapist. No, no, I'm not. I I need that to be clear. And for everyone, <laughs> even listeners, I am not a therapist. I have been trained in therapy, but I have not. I've had no need to go into that field because it's too daunting to me. And this kind of stuff, especially like this, is the stuff that you that you want to talk to somebody who can and it looks like they they also have sides on on there so they will help you with your medication combos um, oh where do you see that then? um so i'm looking at the different so we've got alexis lopez uh she's a PsyD. um okay. justine seems to be a phd rana is a PsyD. amelia is also a PsyD. And she has a nose ring, so you know she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anthem I mean, therapist. So psychology today lists it looks like um that's another thing that you can do is you can look by city zip um or a name of a person and there's a whole list of therapists on here. I'm just seeing by name and by look a lot of white women, so I'm gonna keep on scrolling now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Is there anyone like just any woman of color, or I like, mean, be specific? You know, as I, or not, as it is. I, you know, I don't think it's funny because at first I used to be like, oh, it should be a black woman, but um, I think that it, that's not as big of a deal to me anymore. Um, 
my it's funny my filipino co-worker sees a black woman but oh. and she was <laughs> she was like um which i i was i keep thinking i want to get the woman's number but i'm like maybe i don't want to get her number because it's weird to see the same therapist as your co-worker <laughs> you know it's it's actually not and i've done that before um, oh, have you with comedy people yeah um because they've been like oh they're really great if they're recommended and they're really great also therapists are not allowed to really talk about your case right. with other clients like right <laughs> That's a big no-no. Ooh, I, I just found a woman who I believe would be good. I'll send it to you. Her name is Catherine Moore. I'll send that in the chat. My specialization is in working with individuals that are in the process of a life transition. Change is difficult process going through. Change is life-altering. Sometimes change can come from external factors or beyond our control. Other times, change can some... Yeah, I mean... Oh, cool. She's got 20 years of experience. Okay, this is good. Um, and it, she looks like she's in uh, your price range. And her specialties... Dude! Her specialties... Anxiety, trauma, PTSD, and depression. But all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding Whoa. scale. She is sliding scale, so that's good. Do you do you want me to get somebody on the phone? Oh no, it's okay. I'll, okay. I'll email her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I just I already sent I just in saw the, the email. Okay. Cool. For the Stella. Just sent, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, bottom line, I need I need help. I guess. But I've known I need help. That's it's just frustrating. Like that I tried to do this for so long without help. And that's not true. I have seen therapists. What am I talking about? It's just when that's, it doesn't go well, <laughs> I, I like kind well, of bow and out. That's, that's the thing. I think the problem with therapy is that the first therapist you meet might not be the perfect one that hits it out of the park. And that, that is unfortunately something that you have to discern for yourself is whether or not this person fits for you. If you jive with this person, if this person is leading you in a path of health as opposed to a path of destruction, you know, and time can only tell with that kind of thing. And that's, I've had many therapists growing up, like many. And I only recently in my 20s had found a really great one that worked for me. Now, I love that therapist. I've had other friends who I've recommended her to and did not work for them. But that, but that's the unfortunate thing where it's like, you know what? Unfortunately, you got to do the work to find a new one if, if that person doesn't work out. And that makes sense. You know, like Mark is my cup of tea. I'm so glad I married him. But I know I was not everyone's cup of tea dating around you know right but same <laughs> right exactly i mean but that's just how people work you know um excuse me that was loud oh what you got oh my god zero nice oh my gosh we went on a oh jack and coke binge the other week because <laughs> mark was like you know it sounds really good right now jack and coke i haven't had that in ages and i was like 
Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we had it, and it was fucking good. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's a classic. It is a classic. It is a classic for a reason. <sighs> I want you to know that this isn't insurmountable, though. I, I know, but I, I think it's like, I want to get to a point where I live differently. Depression has been a huge part of my life for most of my life. And I'm not getting any younger. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life hating myself as much as I do now, you know? Because mm. um, it's tiring. Like, you know, I- I'm capable of doing a lot of great things. Maybe I can't do the same things I did when I was young, but I know that there are people who start over at my age and go on to do great things. And, you know, maybe I could still be able to get it together and help my mom and you know like but my brain doesn't even have the power to creatively get out of bed some days like yeah um so i guess i just think that's it's the part of the it's the funny thing is sometimes the depression is just about the depression right like it's just about being tired of feeling like this mm-hmm. yeah I, I i to know that you're capable to know that there's things you can do better at like you know i'd like to like i was just telling nico like i want to lose weight finally because i'm tired of it being a check mark a box that i have to check off right like it's it's been a thing and depression has been a thing and so this is a story I'm tired of living, but I feel lost in that. Like, how do people, like, who are those people that get out of it? Now, the people pleaser I know would say you just do one thing at a time, but, or, you know, if it were that easy for me, I feel like I would have done it because I'm really good at accomplishing things, like, certain surmounting the inner insurmountable in so many ways and i do it with the depression but it's the depression that i want to like be over like that's the thing i don't want to do things despite my depression i want my depression to be something that i conquer now i know it's part of me chemically you know it's always going to be something i have to battle but like I want to emerge on the other side because there's no, they like, I know that people don't live like this. Like people are happy. People are content. People are, you know, sad, like still excited about life. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I just want to be done. (laughs) Well, and you know, I I don't know what the answer is in respect to that because I also think that happiness and contentment looks different for everybody. Um, and I don't know if it's you, quote, battling your depression or learning to live with it or learning to live in spite of it or learning to use it to your own good. I don't know what it is that's the journey that you have to take 
to figure that out because everybody's path is going to be different. I know speaking from my own stuff, the only way I was able to get out of my own head and just sort of the cyclical thoughts of just like beating myself down every single fucking day is to let thoughts go. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. And this was the hardest thing that anyone had ever tried. Like, my dad gave me a book when I was a kid called Let Go. And I was so fucking offended by it because I was just like, I'm sorry. There are things that define me. And you're telling me just to let it go. Um, but our thoughts don't define us. Our memories don't define us. Our experiences may have consequential outcomes and things like that. But certain thoughts that I, I've had the dark thoughts, dude. I've had every ill-conceived way possible of how it, when I step outside my door, how it's all going to go down. That's the overactive brain. But one of the beautiful things about that thought, those thoughts is letting them come in, recognizing them, saying, damn, that's dark, and then letting it go. And, you know, I don't know specifically where it was that I changed that. I don't know specifically what in therapy talking it out or whatever it was. I don't even know what like what medications or anything like that because I, I don't take them. But that's also I'm not clinically classified as depressed. I know that a lot of my thoughts were very intrusive and the only way to get them out on the table and look at them for what they were and for all the embarrassment it was, was to talk to a professional um, yeah. and, and to recognize, all right, that's extreme. That's an extreme thought. Likely won't happen. I know when I was um, my stepmom, at a certain point, she, I think I talked about this before on the podcast, but at one point I was freaking out because I was going on a mission trip. Uh, uh, I was going on a mission trip to Kazakhstan and it was during the time of, um, it was right after the Iraqi war. I think we weren't quite out of it, but we were winding down. And I was afraid because there was a travel warning that like you may encounter some activity that is harmful i remember being freaked the hell out about it and she's like okay what's the worst case scenario all right what happens after that uh, what happens after that and the more i talked about it and the more i would say like i don't know i'm gonna get there and they're gonna kidnap me and everybody's gonna rape me and uh, i'm gonna be like put into a ground and like like all this shit and and the things my mind came up with were dark they were very dark and they were awful and as plausible as anything. And then at the end of it all, my stepmom asked me, do you think that's likely? And I said, I don't know. I'm like, well, you don't really know. 
but I can guarantee you that your school that sent you on this mission trip wouldn't send you on this mission trip if that were more likely than anything else. I do know that the people that you're around are safe people. And if that were to be the case, we can come up with exit strategies and how to get you back and how to, how to figure it out. She's like, I don't know what you think is likely, but I think that's not very likely that that those scenarios are going to happen. And she's like, if you can't, if you can't believe it, let me believe it for you. Yeah. And sometimes it only takes somebody believing in that kind of scenario for you to be just a little bit of like, well, I trust them at least. And I have to ask, do you trust me? Me? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know you're going to get out of this. I know you're going to thrive. I know that where you were a year ago, when your father passed, was difficult. I know that where you're at right now is also difficult. But I know that it's not the last day. And I know that you have a lot more in you and a lot of beauty and a lot of great things to give. And especially to people around you, the amount of people that I've heard say that like they listen to the podcast just to hear like how you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because here's the thing, this is a very relatable stuff. Like these overwhelming feelings. Yeah. It's more relatable than I think any of us wants to admit. It is hard to get up out of bed sometimes. It is hard to do anything productive. It is hard to look like the person that deserves the job that you get. Yeah. But you do deserve it. You are good at it. And I know that there are times that you're not doing the stuff that you think that you should be doing. Check in with your boss first before you start beating yourself up. Also remember... This is a big anniversary. Your dad was a beautiful human being. And you are also a beautiful human being. And you're doing amazing things that I know he would be proud of. Just because you're not at the top of your game and you're playing to crowds of thousands or whatever it is that you think is the epitome of success does not mean that you're not going to hit those markers does not mean that you're not going to be the woman that provides for your mom. So she doesn't have to work into a factory late into the night. You're making steps, but life throws curves, curveballs all the fucking time. And it's been throwing you quite a few in the last year. I mean, think of all the shit that you've gone through in one year. And look at where you are right now. You're on a podcast with some idiot in LA. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. The only thing I can say next is I'm just going to hopefully, you know, if, if you know, if somebody, maybe this is a good thing to talk to you about because I think I do need like a push getting the therapist because I really. Uh, can't like I wanted to get a therapist since the day I found out my dad was sick you know like 
I've been talking about that, like, and because um, I knew it was going to be hard to go through, and it sucks that I have even gone through so much of it without one, but I don't see myself getting out of this without, like, help, because, like, this is not stuff, like, you should, like, somebody needs to heal, so this is not stuff, people shouldn't go through this shit by themselves, <laughs> really, No, like, you shouldn't. You absolutely fucking shouldn't. And here's my hope. Here's my weird ass hope. You love whatever therapist you talk to in the next 24 hours. And then we have them on the podcast at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Just to see like why they, they are the way they are. But anybody who you enjoy, I know everybody else is going to enjoy too. You have a good test of character. So trust that, especially when you're seeking for this person. Um, and yeah, dude, of course, I'm here to give you little pushes. You know, sometimes all it takes is just like someone be like, yeah, I think it's time. You know, I think it's time that you see someone professionally. Because yeah. talking on a podcast is good for just like catch ups and, and friend hangouts and whatnot. But therapists can get into the real nitty gritty that we're not saying on here. Yeah. And things that I I haven't experienced. There's a lot, especially in terms of, you know, wanting a woman of color that I can't speak to from any knowledge. I can give advice and like pithy fucking platitudes, but these people are trained in this. Yeah. And can help you in ways that I could never dream of. But that's not to say that you can't keep talking about this with me. Yeah, I'm going to probably keep talking Yeah, I know. Dude, that's just <laughs> how it goes. That's how it goes. But know that like, I'm just, I'm just the stone in your little garden right now. I'm here for you to lean on. I will always be here to help and support. But I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah. It is. It really is. You're, because uh... this was a bad week, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. Because I was like thinking about like this week last year and like how my dad deteriorated right in front of my eyes. Because this was the week that Trump like truly traumatized me. Because I think it was this is the week that I realized one how bad it was and two mm. that he was going fast. Like, yeah. it was, like, a two realizations at once. Um, you know, kind of realizing what my mom and my sister had been through the whole time. Um, but also, like, realizing that as he's, as, like, you, it's, you know that moment when you know somebody, I don't know if you know, but there's a moment yeah. when no, I do. You know I, they're, I, they're going. Yeah, I saw, I saw a friend of mine um, essentially pass from lupus, and it was, it was awful. Um, and it's insane what the body can do. It's insane what the body can't do. Um, and everybody's individual and I, I would not wish anyone going through that on anyone. Um, but that's the insane thing is that we're going to go through it multiple times for the rest of our life. And I can't have like, yeah, like when my mom passes, I can't imagine going through this again. Well, because you also know in your mind that you're not going to deal with it the same way. 
you're already making healthier choices on how you deal with this than you were a year ago. Fair enough. I think you know all the points that you want to accomplish. I think the thing now is just having someone help you kind of minimize the overwhelmingness of all of those little task points. Yeah. And you know what? By no time at all, those little things won't even be checklist things. They'll just be like, oh, I guess I accomplished that. Oh, weird. Huh. Yeah. Because they are a lot and they're, they're overwhelming. How about tonight? What are you going to do tonight? Are you going to do a dinner for your dad? Are you going to... We might watch some Lord of the Rings. Because uh, okay. that was like his favorite. Um, I know. Maybe have some hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going <laughs> to do. Because um, that's my favorite meal. But um, Hell yeah. Did he have a favorite dessert or anything? Um, my dad was like me, and he liked a lot of things. His favorite cake was German co- German chocolate cake. Um, too. Right. Yeah. Um, my dad and I. That's the thing is, I think too. Like, I, you know, I hate that I like. There's a my dad and I connected on a lot of like I've what what is the thing I want how do I say this? Is it Dionysus the eat, eat drink and be merry? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, like out of the theater, really. Yeah, and we were very much so connected on the the way we got pleasures from life, right? And like mm-hmm. food and theater and shows and books and. So those things have always been my place where I go when I'm sad. But those things make me sad now because I can't share them with my dad. So that's, I think one of the worst things because I feel like it's what's going to make me feel better like cooking more like I used to my favorite thing was to cook for my dad and he always used to say he's like you've got an amazing palate <laughs> and it's it just sucks because I would love to have that want and desire to cook again back and like really like the way I used to and like do the things I used to to that were like things that my dad enjoyed so it's it's if I could get anything back it would be to find joy in a lot of those things again yeah cause I'd I think you know well, I mean, honestly, what am I? I lived with my parents for a while after I got divorced, and um, uh, I would cook for my dad almost like all the time, and that was just. And mom didn't like my stuff all the time because it was too salty, and she wasn't supposed to have so much sodium. Gotcha. <laughs> but dad, dad would eat it up, and 
Uh, what was your favorite meal to cook for him? Um, well, see, I didn't have a, what I would do is I just go in the kitchen and create things. So uh, one of our favorite things to eat together that we make and what I'd always try to do is spice it up somehow or change it. And it's like this crusted chicken recipe with like an aioli. So it's like chicken, a layer of like aioli Mm -hmm. and then like Parmesan crumbs on top. Yeah, it was really good. So the trick was like, always trying to find a new way to make the aioli better or flavor it differently. Did you make the aioli from scratch? I'd start with the mayonnaise, but sure, sure, sure. Else, but everything else, yeah. So that was fun. It was, and we all, oh, we made that so much. It was, yeah. when, when dad, I love when dad made it. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, um, what else would I cook for him that he really liked? I don't know. Like I would, uh, I was paleo for a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And um, that was when I really had to get inventive. And I remember I once did like a, what are those things called? The pork rolls, like a pork. Oh yeah. Wrapped in bacon. and oh, like shit. Season. Yeah. I made that and he just loved it. Mom said it's too much sodium. <laughs> sure. I mean, pork. It's going to be a lot of fat and a lot of sodium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was it was more of the, like, I, he always appreciated that. Like, I'm one of those people who's not a big recipe follower, even though he was. And when I do follow recipes, things come out great. But he also really appreciated that I would just go in the kitchen and just start doing things. Yeah. And like play with seasonings and play with, you know, just see what I could come up with. And there wasn't a thing he would turn away. He would eat it, uh, which I appreciated. Um, I guess uh, if I could do anything, I would. it would be to be that person again. Now, that's a lot to do just for tonight, but is there anything oh, yeah, that's that you right. can do? That's what we're, uh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I'm saying, I, well, I was talking about tonight, but, like, at the same time, like, I also don't want to overwhelm you with, like, oh, you should do that tonight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I already understand that that's ridiculous. Um, but is there anything you can do to zhuzh up those hot dogs? Maybe. Uh, I could think some. Yeah. Maybe like saute some onions or something like that. If you have yeah. any of that or do some extra toppings or something that's fancy. Dad did really. Dad's the one who taught me how to caramelize onions. <laughs> oh, please. For my sake, could you please caramelize onions tonight? Because Mark's allergic and I haven't caramelized onions in so long. <laughs> He's a, Mark is allergic to onions? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> literally my aunt, when she found out, called me and was like giving me condolences. She was like, seriously, it's in everything. And I was like, I know. <laughs> how does uh, he, he live? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he's he's not like deathly allergic but he feels like he's going to die um so i can do sparingly like a really tiny bit especially in like a soup base or a sauce base or something like that which is great because they just taste better 
um like we'll sometimes order thai food and um luckily they cook it with the onions but they're big and he can just pick them out which is good um so the flavor i think the additive flavor helps with this food but if he has like onions like actually digest the onions it will wreck him um oh it's just so hard (laughs) yeah like I mean, that, onions, dude. <laughs> yeah, like that sucks. Well, you know, it's funny how al- that's how allergies work. My favorite fruit is kiwi, and I'm oh, allergic to it. No. It makes okay. my lips. It's not too bad, but it'll make my lips swell up and like just feel like know. they're gonna burst out of the skin. Um, <sighs> that sucks. Yeah, yeah, caramelized onions. Do some caramelized onions tonight. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it in butter? Or are you gonna do it in olive oil? How are you gonna do it? <laughs> Please tell me in full detail so I can just enjoy this uh, moment. Probably butter. Fuck oh, yes. You're gonna like caramelize them until they just like they just like congeal together and like their own little sauce. Are you gonna put a sauce? Like, are you gonna put like a red wine or a white wine or anything in there? I haven't thought that far. I gotta see what I have actually before I sure. even make promises. Let's, I gotta realize. I just realized that. Like, do I have, did I, because I just ordered, put in my grocery order. I have my groceries delivered. That's what I do. That's my one (laughs) thing. So I don't remember if I put onions on the list, but if I can, I think that's a good idea to. And forgive me for checking in based on last week, but um, have you decreased or have you counted the DoorDash? Can I tell you something funny is I've ordered it more than I have in a while. He even said you probably would. He even said oh, did he say that? Would. Yeah, he's like, you'll likely just be like, fuck this, and then you'll order too much. Yeah. I should write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Uh, write it down and just write down how much it costs. Like, even if it's not, like, anywhere important, just put it off to the side. Like, have a notebook yeah. and just, like, put that shit on it. Yeah. Just to, Just to know. And it's funny because, you know... So Mark and I, we swim for exercise and um, I got him these goggles that uh, track how many laps and things that he does back and forth. Um, And it was funny because I remember I would go to the gym and he would go to our local community pool because I have a gym membership and he just has a membership to the local community pool. And he was saying, like, how many laps did you do? And I was like, oh, I I have no idea. I just know I went for an hour straight or something like that. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was realizing today, because we both went to the local community pool together, I was like, oh, his goggles have all that data. And that is exactly what Nick was talking about last week. It's just like having that information doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go harder or I'm going to go less. But it's data that will help me understand how I'm doing in context of what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, And I was like... Oh, maybe I should look into getting those goggles for myself. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I think like that's when it clicked for me, at least, is that the data that you acquire from this stuff, even if it's just writing it down on a piece of paper, like I have so many notes on the back of this freaking health net envelope that just help me data wise on oh okay this is what happened for this this is what i need to do for that like just to have it on hand it doesn't mean you have to do anything with it fair enough yeah 
I mean, I, I have a good idea of how many times I did, but the only thing I'm not feeling guilty about is I went to Sacramento on Monday because we had an event and I ordered mm-hmm. room service. And Fuck so yeah. that was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I can't remember what birthday it was, but my dad was like, um, we're going to go to a hotel. Uh, it was like I was like young like maybe i don't know 10 or something like that things were tough but my dad was like we're gonna go to a hotel with like a swim up pool and all this stuff uh he's like what do you want to do i was like i want to order room service (laughs) he's like you don't want to go down to like the the restaurant in the hotel i was like no i want food to come to me (laughs) yeah yeah that is the height of luxury for me that's my my new york cheese pizza in a limo (laughs) via home alone too room service if I can, if I have the funds for it, I will always order room service. Ugh. It's just one of those things. As a matter of fact, when I... think I'm going to do on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> order some room service. Hell yeah. Um, one of the things that at my last job, you had a per diem. We had a pretty high per diem. Um, it was like $150 a day or some shit What? Like Oh yeah. my gosh, I have days as low as that sometimes. <laughs> it's crazy. And I never spent it all. So I would like just at the hotel. Order room service. Yeah. Order crazy room service. Like stuff I wouldn't normally even, even when I'm paying for it myself, I wouldn't get. So that was, that's one of the perks I missed on the last job. <laughs> that per diem. My- I get that. I do get that. Um, it's funny because when you were talking about um, missing certain parts of the old job, uh, there were there were times this week that I was having similar moments where I was like, you know, I hated how they didn't get things done, but I did like logging off and not having to think about it at the end of the day. But I was also like, yeah. But do you remember the countless hours of frustration that you had when they wouldn't get one simple thing done? Yeah. When they wouldn't, you know, like, we will always romanticize the things that went well. And especially that first year that we worked for that company. Oh, yeah. There's nice things. But it um, is, it, it's like, it's like a breakup. It's like Nick was saying last week. It's kind of like a breakup where it's like, yeah, you're going to miss the things that worked well and the good times. Yeah, I know. I have to like, whenever I start to like miss a little bit, I have to like check myself. Like they got rid of you in a shitty way. All these things happen, you know, like, no, you don't, right. miss. <laughs> you know, you don't, that's like, you miss the times that it worked. Yeah, and and that's and I've and I've had that too, especially with jobs that I actually liked and was let go of due to unforeseen circumstances. But I'm like, I also have to remember, like, oh yeah, but this was a grind, or this wouldn't this the longevity of this situation wasn't as good. Um, Yeah, and then I start to kind of remember like the things that I like about where I'm currently at. And where I'm currently at is very unemployed, but will be employed soon. Um, And I, you know, I like certain aspects of where I'm at now more than I did in the job. And I know that if I was tied to that job again, I wouldn't be doing nearly as much stuff that I am doing right now. 
I wouldn't be performing. Oh, by the way, here's a fun little update. I made a house team at a comedy theater. Where? What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You're fine. It's basically so it's improv. Um, but uh, basically you audition or you go through a whole series of auditions, and then they either put you on a house team or they don't, and they tell you you should take classes. And luckily, that was not the case for me because <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking any more improv classes. This is ridiculous. So they put me on a house team. Um, That's awesome. How So do you get to perform more regularly then? Yeah. Yeah. Two Wednesdays a month, I think. Um, oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> we might have to change our recording time. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal at all. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I Well, congratulations. I love hearing that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and hopefully uh, that also means that we'll be uh, submitting for Sketchfest for the coming years and things like that. Because, <laughs> dude, have you been to anything in your town during Sketchfest time? No. And it's funny because there's a, there, well, I have like a lot of friends, drag performers who like perform, you know, during Sketchfest and things like that. But and so maybe now I just need to make a point of it going and supporting because I know it's tough work to put stuff together. Will hook you up with as much as I can as far as like I'm going and whatnot. Um, Yeah. And here's another fun thing for our our listeners: Um, if you're in San Diego around July, the second to last week of July, um, Marie and I will actually be at Comic Con. <laughs> Maybe Which I'll bring I'm really some excited of my... about it. <laughs> I know I'm very pumped for that, and I'm so excited to show you guys everything. It's it can be overwhelming. It's a lot, <laughs> and I have a yeah. feeling like last year was a lot, but like reduced just because not a lot of people, you know, were feeling safe around the whole pandemic and everything. Luckily, Mark and I didn't contract anything, so we were safe. But like, you might want to consider some safety precautions like masks and things like that, just in case. Um, But it is a lot of fun. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to experience. Um, And it's not all just at the convention. It's all around town. These assholes. So how is it going to work with, with Mark and Nico? So they will not have passes to get into the actual convention center, but we can always uh, pass our passes off to one another. Um, or have them borrow like they will I think we have to be present unless we specify that someone else can pick up our badge Um, we have to be present to pick up our badges Um, but um, good portion of time they'll they'll, you'll have to scan in to get into the convention center uh, but they don't check your ID so you can have anybody's badge and just scan in to, nice. to get into the convention center um i do recommend going together uh so we can work out times that we all go to the convention center we go to the booth just to say hi to to poor matt kelly who's usually there like 32 hours straight just running the booth um oh, and getting what everyone commonly refers to as comic-con crud uh which is where you get like a weird cold like thing because you've been around and talking to so many people and you lose your voice uh hopefully he doesn't go through that this year (laughs) oh yeah you never know um yeah and plenty of great opportunities for networking great opportunities to if we want we can 
print out some materials or something to promote the podcast. Um, and then there's also there's shows going around town all weekend long. There's okay. there's events. There's a lot of stuff. Keep in mind, there is a lot of stuff to experience outside the convention center that you don't need a pass for. But okay. because we have press passes, we will be able to experience things um, and sometimes cut lines. But you you kind of have to write an article or <laughs> in some capacity in order to get that done. But yeah, yeah, we'll have lots of talking. Uh, we'll have, we should probably. I would be cute if we like um, recorded while we were down there. I'm in, absolutely in. Yeah, very cool. I'm excited. Uh, uh, almost overwhelmed. Excited because I don't know like. Like, what does this mean? You know, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I'm just from, well, I see so many like videos and like, uh, all this stuff on Comic-Con and just like, uh, it, to me, it's like nerd wonderland. Like, what do you yeah. even, like, what, how do you prepare yourself for that? Like, and I'm not even a cosplayer. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think Trust that, me, I get it. Last year I was... I was bold enough to put on a Captain Marvel onesie and that was as much as I did. No one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause everybody like makes their own and it's like extreme and really awesome. Um, if you'd like to cosplay, do it. Fucking do it. Um, if you don't want to, you're fine. If you want to dress in drag and like walk the streets of San Diego. Oh my God, please. That would be amazing. Uh, do wear comfortable shoes as mark can attest uh he he ended up buying new shoes at sketchers downtown san diego because he was like i cannot do this anymore my feet are killing me Um, get some insoles some get some insoles insoles. like walking shoes like if you were going on a hike uh not like boots but like running shoes walking shoes anything that's comfortable on your feet make sure you walk you wear those because so first and foremost comic-con it's trade show um so there's a lot of stuff to buy there's a lot of stuff to see the convention itself is usually where you're going to have some of your panels for big movie announcements and things like that but you have to wait in line for those uh, it's where you're going to see a lot of like new uh comic book like releases or just comic book like stuff all around there is a ton of cosplay. You're going to see stuff that you're like, holy shit, that's a combo from this and this. And like, that's amazing. Or there's going to be stuff that you're like, I have no idea what you are. Can you please explain it to me? And people are lovely. They would love to like explain what their costume is. Um, there are events where you can interact with things. Um, I know that there was uh, the big things that we went to at least outside the convention were there was a dungeons and dragons thing before the movie came out um they took over this bar and they had this whole sort of mixed reality thing where they had like a dragon come in and they gave us all like (laughs) some kind of themed drink with a glow-in-the-dark light in our drink or something and then like this dragon came on these like big screens and like blew smoke out it was really cool that sounds Uh, awesome um and, uh, you know, there's like, there's experience stuff for movies. There's experience stuff for TV shows. It depends on, it's going to be interesting this year with the writer strike on. Not sure mm. how that's going to go. Likely their marketing teams have already like 
gotten all of that stuff together. Um, there's, there's also a lot of experiences that um, I myself have participated in and a lot of my friends usually participate in. But um, actors are hired to be sort of like characters of whatever world or like theme. Like So House of Dragon was a huge thing last year. Um, and they had a whole House of Dragon like experience where you could go in and touch dragon eggs. And like one of my buddies who, who I ended up um, only recognizing after we interacted with him was in full on like british accent mode and like i i grew up in flea bottom and you know all this stuff um yeah um it's really fun Uh, it's basically a celebration of all things nerdy and geeky um and you know what dear listener stay tuned because we're we're gonna give you the full breakdown of everything that we see can't wait to see the tears of the kingdom stuff Man, I would love it if they had that. I don't know if they will, but like there might be, there's probably going to be a Nintendo booth of some kind. Um, a lot of figurine stuff. Um, there will likely be some kind of a Bob's Burgers type of experience. Yeah. Around. That's, yeah, that's pretty much the only reason why I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a lot of Bob's Burger cosplay. There's going to be a lot of like really cool, like unique shirts. There's. Um, also, so every convention will always have what's known as Artist Alley, and Artist Alley is usually people who are promoting their um, their artwork, their their own mixes of like popular content with like different things. Um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, we we probably will even see uh, one of my good friends who. Um, makes something called zombie gnomes and we should have her on she's fantastic her name's jane and uh, she'll likely be at comic-con as well selling her her zombie gnomes the original zombie gnomes as found on i love that i love that down sweet (sighs) my dear what are you excited for this week um, I'm actually, uh, I'm having a belated birthday dinner with some of my friends on Friday night, Yay. which should be fun. And then Saturday, I'm going to see Pinky Patel. Okay. I don't know this. Uh, Pinky Patel. Who's that? Have you ever seen the, uh, the, uh, woman who always wears a little pink crown? <gasps> yes. I and love she her. Has I just a looked mic her up. like this. Yeah. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Yeah. yeah she's fucking hilarious and her stand she she's posted some of her stand-up stuff she's great oh i'm so jealous oh that's gonna be so much fun yeah okay i, I my friend got me tickets and uh, i was like okay he's like you want to go i'm like yes so that's gonna be like that's i i you know i haven't done anything like that in a while so i'm really excited hell yeah dude yeah that's gonna that's be fun awesome. yeah for myself what about you um got a friend's birthday party on saturday which we're gonna go to um mark's cousin who was at the wedding is she apparently works with in alaska with like alaskan fish (laughs) um okay i don't know if she's a fishmonger but she might be okay she's sending us a ton of fish and uh the birthday party that we're going to it's a chef so we're gonna bring some to him and 
probably like get some good fucking fish. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So we're not really sure how it's going to happen, but um, very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I am also excited to be on a house team at the Pack Theater. So I will be plugging yeah. more shows for that. Um, I am currently cast in the team Nothing Burger. So be prepared to hear that word <laughs> over and over. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, if, if you're out there, dear listener, please go and follow Nothing Burger Improv on Instagram because you'll be seeing more updates. But yeah. Well, that is it for me. Um, please, everyone, remember that the universe is utter chaos. So please be kind. And remember, if you need any kind of help, there is help out there. And there are friends here to help you along the way. Marie, is there anything you want to leave everybody with? Yeah, um, I would suggest not to leave the light on in the car that you've rented after they've already locked the door and you don't have the keys anymore. Was that when you dropped it off? Yeah, so I do Turo. I don't know if you've heard it. I've heard of it. I've heard about that, yeah. Pirate cars. and um, But you, like, leave, at least for the guy I rent from, you leave the keys and a lockbox inside the car. Okay. And I left. So I put everything away. And then I (laughs) closed the the door. And I left the light on and they can satellite unlock it. And so I finally, I had Nico go up to do it. And the guy had waited so long for me to come back to, to, so he can unlock it that he just did it himself. So at one o'clock in the morning, Nico went all the way up there. They'd already turned off the light and it was just kind of a debacle. And I'm like, all that. And he's probably going to give me a bad rating too now. whatever it's one moment maybe have a conversation and just be like i'm so sorry that it just it slipped my mind i do apologize you know yeah yeah it wasn't i mean what can you do what can you do my my lift came at the exact moment i was like okay i'll just like right i'll call them and tell them hopefully they're nearby and they they wanted me to go back and i was like well i'm not gonna be able to get out there till late and then they decided they said okay we'll wait and they still went and did it themselves so Oh, come on. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's my lesson. Uh, all right. Well, I like it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ninety-one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to Ninety-One Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.